0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives
1: as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord gives rules for the priests governing their personal lives. Those who draw near to God are called to a higher standard of holiness. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 21 on Simply the Bible.
0: Maybe you've said something like this to your children as they pass through adolescence and want to be treated as adults. With adult privileges come adult responsibilities. We all recognize that we can't have one without the other. The same rules applied when it came to the priests who handled the holy things of God. We pick it up today in Leviticus chapter 21. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, none shall defile himself for the dead among his people, except for his relatives who are nearest to him, his mother, his father, his son, his daughter, and his brother, also his virgin sister who is near to him, who has had no husband, For her he may defile himself. Otherwise, he shall not defile himself, being a chief man among his people, to profane himself. According to the law, touching a dead body would make a person ceremonially unclean for a week. Since a priest could not touch the holy offerings if he was unclean, then touching a dead body would cause him to have to take a leave of absence for a week. Therefore, God limited the priest to only touching the dead bodies of his immediate family. We read in the Gospel of John that Jesus wept over the death of his friend Lazarus. Certainly, grieving for loved ones who have passed is a perfectly natural and Christ-like expression of humanity. However, even in this grieving, the priest was to glorify God. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 that we don't sorrow as those who have no hope. Our sorrow is to be governed by the commandments of God and ultimately for His glory. Verse 5. They shall not make any bald place on their heads, nor shall they shave the edges of their beards, nor make any cuttings in their flesh. They shall be holy to their God, And not profane the name of their God, for they offer the offerings of the Lord made by fire and the bread of their God. Therefore, they shall be holy. God forbade the priests to imitate pagans in the world. When these nations mourned for their dead, they would shave off part of the head and square off their beards so that everybody knew that they were mourning. They would also make cuts on their bodies and tattoo themselves. The priests represented God and he wanted them to be whole and wholesome. The priest who acted like his pagan neighbors would encourage his fellow Israelites to follow his bad example and then disobey God's commandments. In the New Testament, we are told to come out of the world and be separate and to touch no unclean thing. This speaks of spiritual separation. In other words, to be separated to God from sin rather than a physical separation as though we needed to all go live in a monastery. Then God will be a father to us and we will be his sons and daughters. We must always remember that we are representing Christ as his ambassadors. Verse seven, they shall not take a wife who is a harlot or a defiled woman Nor shall they take a woman divorced from her husband, for the priest is holy to his God. God wanted the priestly line to remain pure. The priesthood was passed from father to son. It was essential for the priest to marry a godly woman who would raise godly children and not a foreign woman who would turn her children to idols. The priest was to marry a virgin and not a prostitute or a divorced woman. He could, however, marry a widow. Thus, the priest wasn't prevented from fulfilling the duty of a brother in the Leverate marriage where he would marry the widow of his deceased brother and bear a son in his name. As somebody who has been in ministry even before I was married, I can tell you what an amazing blessing a godly wife and ministry partner is. Cindy and I have been married over 33 years and I would never be able to do what I do without her constant help and prayers. But before we got married, we prayed that God would show us if we were right for each other and make it clear that if we were to be together, that he would bring us closer together. God honored our prayer and has abundantly and graciously blessed our marriage and family so that we have a ministry team. Verse eight, therefore you shall consecrate him for he offers the bread of your God. He shall be holy to you for I, the Lord who sanctify you am holy. The same Hebrew word is translated consecrate and sanctify in this verse. It means to set apart. Therefore, It could be translated, You shall set him apart, for I, the Lord who sets you apart, am holy. There was their part in setting the priest apart, and there was God's part. In Acts 13, the leadership of the church in Antioch were ministering to the Lord and fasting. Then the Holy Spirit, presumably through the word of prophecy, said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. The Holy Spirit called them, but the church still needed to set them apart for the work. Verse 9, the daughter of any priest. If she profanes herself by playing the harlot, she profanes her father. She shall be burned with fire. To a certain extent, the entire family of the priest was set apart to God. For this reason, they could eat of the holy offerings. If the priest's daughter prostituted herself, then she defiled not only herself, but also her father. She would probably be stoned to death and then her body burned with fire rather than being given a burial. The concept of the minister's family being holy carries over into the New Testament. One of the qualifications for an overseer in the church is found in 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5 one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Verse 10, He who is the high priest among his brethren, on whose head the anointing oil was poured, and who is consecrated to wear the garments shall not uncover his head, nor tear his clothes, nor shall he go near any dead body, nor defile himself for his father or his mother. Nor shall he go out of the sanctuary, nor profane the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing oil of his God is upon him. I am the Lord." Now, as the instructions move from the priest to the high priest, we see that a high priest is held to an even stricter standard. With greater privilege comes greater responsibility and a higher standard of holiness. After all, the high priest would be standing in the very presence of God. And if he sinned by touching something unclean and then ministering in the holy things, well, he could die. He could not defile himself, not even for his father or mother, because the anointing oil of God was upon him. Verse 13. And he shall take a wife in her virginity, a widow or a divorced woman or a defiled woman or a harlot. These he shall not marry, but he shall take a virgin of his own people as wife, nor shall he profane his posterity among his people For I, the Lord, sanctify him. In marriage, the same standards applied to the high priest as to the priest, except that the wife of the high priest had to be a virgin Israelite. He could not marry a widow, a divorced woman, or a woman who had been defiled. Verse 16, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, saying, No man of your descendants in succeeding generations who has any defect may approach to offer the bread of his God. The priests were to be holy, for they would handle the holy things of God. The Lord would not accept any blemished offering. Likewise, those who ministered before him as priests were to be free from defects. They were representing God before the people and the people before God. For any man who has a defect shall not approach a man, blind or lame, who has a marred face or any limb too long, a man who has a broken foot or broken hand, or is a hunchback or a dwarf, or a man who has a defect in his eye or eczema or a scab or is a eunuch. Now, I have a friend who works for a government agency where he is required to have two good ears. His job requires good stereophonic hearing. In the armed services, there are certain physical requirements for certain jobs. We understand how that works. It was no different for those who were serving as priests. Certain physical defects or disabilities prevented a man from serving in that role. Verse 21, No man of the descendants of Aaron, the priest, who has a defect, shall come near to offer the offerings made by fire to the Lord. He has a defect. He shall not come near to offer the bread of his God. He may eat the bread of his God, both the Most Holy and the Holy, only he shall not go near the veil or approach the altar because he has a defect, lest he profane my sanctuaries, for I, the Lord, sanctify them. Now, we see that such a disabled person was still able to eat at the Lord's table. God provided for him so that he was not destitute. He could eat both the holy and the most holy offerings, the same as his brethren who had no physical defects. He was not some kind of second-class Levite. Now, I see a spiritual application for us today. Many people aspire to certain places in ministry, in which they just don't have the talent. Over the years, we have had to screen many willing volunteers who wanted to sing on the worship team, for example, who were not gifted with musical talent. One of my favorite lines from the movie Chariots of Fire is, you can't put in what God left out. We have had to politely redirect some people into a ministry for which they are gifted. Now, Jesus did all things well, and I believe that we should strive for excellence in all that we do. At times, I've been criticized when I pass over a certain person who has been with us a long time and choose somebody to do a task whom I perceive is more talented in in that particular skill, even though he or she is relatively new to the church. But we are involved in holy work. It shouldn't be shoddy. It reflects the glory of our God, and we want to use those who are talented and gifted in those areas. Keep that in mind the next time that you are overlooked for a position. It doesn't mean that you are a second-class Christian or that the other person is any more valuable than you, but the Holy Spirit arranges each person in the body of Christ as he determines. And Moses told it to Aaron and his sons and to all the children of Israel.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. They'd really love to hear from you. You can also text them at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. Tomorrow we'll see that being a priest meant being very careful about how you handled the holy things. This has application for every believer in christ so we hope you'll join us as we continue our study of leviticus on simply the bible